0: My entitled family breaks into my home, attempting to give my house to my older brother and his family, all while forging fake rental documents, claiming to the police that I agreed to rent my house to my brother. But I wasn't taking this sitting down, as I got the police involved and showed evidence that they were lying, with me threatening to press charges if they didn't leave my house. Here's what happened. So this story is an update to a previous story we covered on the channel, where the original poster's family tried to force him to give over his house to his brother and entitled sister-in-law. And as a result, he kicked them out and threatened to call the police if they ever showed up again. Here's what happened next. After I kicked my parents, brother, and sister-in-law out for trying to force me to hand over my new house to my brother, I immediately went to my social media and told the whole story to the whole family. It spread pretty fast. But you won't find it now because it all got deleted some time ago. And I put my own profile on private. I posted about it because I knew that the first thing my family would do when they got home is try to twist the event to make me the villain and I was exactly right but I had about an hour to get started before them and I had video evidence to back up my story about what they had done and before anyone asked me no I don't plan on showing the video anytime soon being preemptive worked because I got a fair number of family members on my side right away my parents brother and sister-in-law must have been all set to write their own post but it was too late so they didn't even bother trying to lie much my parents Dan and sister-in-law had a few flying monkeys supporting them, but not much else. Plenty of others knew how entitled they already were. So what happened was something they all quickly understood and accepted. There was one person in particular that called me. I don't know who they were, but they ranted at me that I was a horrible brother and that I needed to make way for a real family man, or whatever that means. I just ended the call and blocked the number. The week went by and my parents showed up with Dan at my front porch, just like they said they would in their prior ultimatum. They rang my doorbell like crazy and also pounded on the door until I finally answered. I opened it just a crack and they tried to shove their way in again, but I'd installed a couple of latch chains that prevented it and even braced my body against the door for good measure. My father and brother demanded that I let them in, but I said I was recording everything on camera and would call the police if they tried to force their way in again. My mother calmed them down and then in her most sickly sweet tone asked me if I was ready to let my brothers move in. I told I told her and the rest of them to get lost and to never come back. My mother put on the crocodile tears and asked me why I can't just do this for Dan because he's my beloved brother. I laughed and then bluntly said, I do not love him as a brother because he treated me like garbage for years and they only encouraged him to do so. They are terrible parents and he is a terrible brother. I then told them to leave or I would be calling the police as soon as possible. They all left surprisingly early, apart from my mother's loud crying and the others giving. Giving me dirty looks one could say making them leave was suspiciously easy i thought the whole mess was over but i guess i should have taken them more seriously because they had other stupid plans i came home later that week on friday evening to find a moving truck and my brother's minivan parked in my driveway it was dan and his family and they were moving stuff in he just waved at me with this horrible grin when i saw him i was furious and told him and the rest of the family to stop but my sister-in-law smugly said to me that like it or not they are moving in and then in the most fake way while tilting her head and puckering her lips she said that it was okay because my mommy allowed it and that I should always listen to what my mommy tells me. I was seething with rage just from hearing those words and looking at her smug ugly face so I locked myself in my truck and I called the cops right away. When they realized what I was doing my sister in law started pounding on my window and yelling at me to stop and that I can't do this to her because she and Dan need the house and she cried why Why can't you just do this for Dan? And I responded, forget Dan, it's my house, not his. Then she threatened to key the side of my truck unless I stopped calling the police, all of which the 911 operator heard due to the window being slightly open. I told my sister in law if she damaged my truck, I would sue her, and she was smart enough to retreat. When the police arrived, Dan and my sister in law, along with their kids, had locked themselves in my house. I told the cops what had happened, as well as showing them my new driver's license that had my my current address on it. Then when we went to my front door, I saw they changed the lock and the old lock was laying on the porch with the center of it drilled out and the drill they used was laying right next to it with a complete harbor freight drill set in tow. I pointed out the broken lock and drill, then gave the police a rundown on all the events that happened prior. Well, I guess Dan called our parents over at some point after I arrived home because they showed up while I was talking to the cops. My parents immediately lied and started saying that I had agreed to rent my house to my brother and his family. I said that was an easily provable lie one way or another. So Dan and my sister-in-law finally came out of my house with some papers in hand. They both looked surprisingly smug, like they'd somehow outsmarted me. They had actually drawn up and printed out a fake rental agreement, but my signature was not on it. There was a signature, but it looked nothing like my handwriting. I don't think any of them have ever actually seen my signature, so that was incredibly stupid on their part. I told My parents and Dan, that was stupidly, blatantly fraud. And if cops investigated, they would easily figure that out. And I don't think going to jail and court would do them any good. It could even make Dan lose his job, which is his only means of providing for his family. I also said I would get a lawyer and sue for damages if anything of mine was lost, stolen, or broken, and that I would call CPS2 for good measure. Dan went white and looked really scared when I said all that. But my mother got between us and doubled down about how I should just do this for Dan and live in the camper out back, just so they can finally have a family home to themselves. I yelled at her that if she thought it was such a good idea she could do it for Dan herself and let Dan have her house to himself instead. The cops separated my mother from me and I said I wanted them all out right now or I'll be pressing charges. I stated in a shout about how they drilled out my front door lock just to break in. The lease papers were obviously fake. They badly forged my signature and I have recorded video of my sister-in-law attacking me. Those are all felonies that I could ruin their lives with if I wanted to. And if they didn't leave, that's exactly what I would do. The only reason I hadn't already was for the sake of Dan's kids. So they only have one chance to get out. The moment my parents heard that, I think it finally clicked that they could not force me to do it for Dan. My mother surrendered and said she'd put an end to this. Then she went over to my sister-in-law and spoke with her quietly for a minute while my father spoke to Dan. My sister-in-law instantly started loudly crying and ripping up the fake rental papers into tiny bits and tossing them like confetti, only to have an officer tell them to pick up the bits of paper, or he would cite them for littering. Both of the cops at this point had the looks on their faces that basically screamed that they seriously don't get paid enough for this. Dan had to start telling his kids to load their stuff back into the moving truck. The kids were all crying, and the eldest was sobbing that he won't get his own room now. My sister-in-law and Dan gathered their kids up to try and make one last pathetic attempt just to guilt trip me with the sad family routine you know where they all gathered together in a sort of group hug while facing one direction and I swear to you I'm pretty sure they practiced this ahead of time all of the kids had the same pleading look with their quivering mouths my sister-in-law kept rubbing her pregnant belly and tilting her head to look like a sad puppy and my brother just made the saddest face he possibly could he then said to me please don't do this we need to be able to live here but I didn't falter and I told them to keep packing all the kids and sister-in-law turned the crying up to 11 and Dan yelled at me saying are you satisfied with yourself? You've denied us a home because you're too selfish to share and help out family. I ended up laughing like a maniac and retorting that what he was trying to do was taking, not sharing. And no amount of crying will make me let his family move in because he's no brother of mine anymore. He is just an entitled jerk who thinks he can take whatever he wants from me just like when we were kids. Dan started cursing at me until the cops told him to cool it or he would be in cuffs regardless if I wanted to press charges. So he sucked in his lips, looked a mix of afraid, and supremely upset. I asked the cops if they could stick around until my parents, brother, and sister-in-law had all left, and they said they had no intention of going anywhere until this has been resolved. In fact, in the next few minutes, two cops became four, as more drove in for whatever reason. That gave my parents some extra incentive to get moving. I made Dan give me the keys to the new lock that he'd put on my front door, though I got another lock the Next day, anyways, because I didn't know if he had copies of the keys or not. He was really reluctant to hand them over. Then, instead of handing them to me, he actually threw them down the street and into a storm drain while saying to go get them myself. But one of the cops scolded him for that and made him go get them. He had to pull the grate off just to go in and get the keys, and he got pretty dirty in the process. When he got the keys back, he just grumbled, then slammed them down into my hand. I told them all to leave and never come back. My brother other said I'd be disowned for this as if that were some kind of threat to me and I even voiced that to them then in an overly sarcastic voice I said something along the lines of the following oh no that means I won't get to come to any holidays with you guys where I always get treated like dirt by you all anyways because Dan has always been your obvious favorite you treated me all so badly when I was growing up that if Dan ever needs an organ donor I wouldn't give him anything so you can do like you always told me to do when I was mistreated treated by all of you, and you can suck it up. My parents were floored after I said that, and the quartet of cops were looking pretty judgmental at them as well. I tell you, if you want to put nasty parents like mine on the spot, confront them in front of cops, because they'll likely not try anything really stupid then. My mother just started crying and walking away. My father just stood there, looking like he wanted to hit me, and Dan just held his kids in defeat. Oh, and the sister-in-law was off having a tantrum in my front lawn. Soon enough, they all formed a line, handing out boxes and got their stuff out of my house. Nothing had been unpacked yet, so it was all taken out pretty quickly. But while doing it, my mother kept saying it wasn't too late, and I could still do it for Dan several times, each time trying to bargain more and more, just to try and make me change my mind. She said that Dan could pay me rent if I let them stay, and when that didn't work, she said I could move back in with them to let Dan rent my house so I wouldn't have to share the building. I told her to shut up and keep packing boxes, because I don't want Dan Or his family around. I don't want his money, and I certainly don't want to live with him or my parents ever again, especially after the way they treated me when I was a kid. Making a deal with my parents would be like making a deal with the devil to me. My sister in law ended up having another tantrum after hearing that and threw a box down, then sat on the ground to have a pity party because she didn't want to go back to sharing a house with my parents. And she just sat there looking angry and sad until everyone else was finished. She didn't even want to get up when it was time to leave. They finally got everything out of the house and put it into the truck so before they left I laid into my parents one last time about all the stuff they put me through growing up and with four cops being right there they couldn't do much other than stand there and take it for once I called them out on so many things that happened and even pointed out how they couldn't just do something nice for me like letting me stay over with my camper when I was homeless and trying to get back on my feet how they let Dan and my sister-in-law ridicule me and call me a bum well who's the bum now They wanted to kick me out of my own house So Dan could stay in it rent free Yet when I needed a place to go They wanted to gouge me for more than I could afford Just to park my camper When they knew I was out of the job There were more extremely judgmental stares from the cops When I said all of that So I put my parents on the spot one more time And asked them what I ever did Other than being born To deserve being treated so badly Because when I finally have a bit of success in my life They just want to snatch it away from me And give it to their Favorite child. Since they'd rather I give everything to Dan and have nothing for myself, I bought my house using the money that I earned. I owed them nothing, and I won't be asking them for anything ever again. Because clearly, I will never be anything more than a doormat or a cash cow in their eyes. But I got no answers from them. They just stood there, looking like fish out of water. So I continued ranting and asked them what in God's name made them think that they were such good parents after all that. My father was beat red, but more more embarrassed than angry this time. And my mother was crying that she was a horrible person. And I bluntly agreed by reiterating that yes, she is a horrible person. They all are. They are terrible people and they all knew it. But if I'd called them out on this stuff in private instead of in public, they'd all get mad at me and still act like I'm in the wrong. They would just keep up the denial for so long that it became part of who they were. My mother buried her face in my father's jacket to cry. And my father looked more defeated than I've ever seen him in my life. Dan and his family avoided me entirely as they finished putting everything back in the moving truck. I made sure nothing of mine was stolen. They all got back in their vehicles and my sister-in-law just stood staring at me with malice all the way up until my brother finally got her to drive the minivan home. And as soon as they were all gone, I got back online again and spilled the beans about what happened. My parents were too embarrassed to even try and defend themselves. And while the family was somewhat split before this incident, it was now a landslide in my favor. Nearly all of my family was sided with me after this incident and those who haven't simply aren't siding with anybody. No matter how much my parents tried to previously say that we did it all for Dan no one listened to them anymore so any remaining familial support that they had was now officially gone. Many in the family who I expected wouldn't side with me did end up taking my side. That includes the former flying monkeys so I guess they finally had enough. Around that time I offered to host half the family at next Christmas Eve in my new house. And as you could probably guess, my parents were not invited. I wasn't blocked on my brother or sister-in-law's profile, surprisingly. And I saw that my sister-in-law had her fourth baby in early November. They are still living with my parents, and I'm pretty sure they knew I was watching. Because my sister-in-law kept making passive-aggressive posts every couple of weeks or so about not having enough space while living with my parents, probably to see if she can guilt me in some kind of way. And I'm sure it's driving my mother and father up the wall, because they aren't getting any peace and quiet in their old age with three rowdy obnoxious kids a mentally unstable sister-in-law my golden child brother and a newborn baby in the house all at once perhaps they could move into a camper in their own backyard and let dan take over the house completely they might just get some peace and quiet then yeah now that i think about it i'm pretty sure they could do that for dan life's better with american family insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind This story is absolutely insane. The fact that this guy went through all of this turmoil and all at the expense of his family is absolutely insane. There's no other way of putting it. I mean, these people drilled a hole in his lock and broke into his house, as well as forged documents just to try and ensure that they could move in. That's an entirely new level of criminal activity that I don't think anybody ever would have expected. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My entitled mother makes a scene at the restaurant we're eating at, claiming that the order was done wrong and thus embarrassing me and herself in the process. Here's what happened. So my mom has always been super entitled. The following event happened over 30 years ago, but my mom still scolds me about it from time to time, citing it as both a demonstration of my inability to stick up for myself, as well as a refusal to support her. First off, let me set the stage for some background information. Growing up, I was always small and underweight for a guy. Even fully grown, I'm only 5'5" in high school i never weighed more than 125 pounds my mom on the other hand has always struggled with her weight since having her first baby she was four foot eight but she always weighed close to 200 pounds we went out to eat almost every week but i was made to order a kid's meal for kids 12 and under until i was about 15 years of age or so and once i got too big to order one of those i always had to share one of my meals with one of my sisters on the premise that we were smaller than other kids our age or with my mom who then claimed that she she was exercising portion control as part of her perpetual weight loss regimen. When I turned 19, I joined the army. I gained 11 pounds in basic training and gained about 6 more after that. So I got to about 142 pounds before stabilizing my weight. At the time the story takes place, I had just left the army and had spent several years getting used to eating full adult portions of food. I was visiting my parents and they took me out to eat. When we got to the restaurant, my mom asked me if I wanted to share some fajitas. I looked at the menu and saw saw that they offered a platter of fajitas for two, so I agreed. Even though my mom was born in the United States, she moved to Mexico at a very young age before returning to the US as an adult, so her English is heavily accented and not always grammatically correct. When the waiter came to take our order, she loudly declared, we will have fajitas and we will share. While pointing to me, the waiter nodded his understanding and moved on. The food came out and it was great. Throughout the meal, my mother commented on how delicious it was. I was still maintaining much of my military regiment at the time so I was knocking out push ups and sit ups every morning in addition to walking or running several miles a day and I was able to easily put away lots of food we made short work of those fajitas and I even ate all the grilled onions and vegetables off the platter by the time we were done devouring our meal there wasn't a scrap of food left everything was fine until the waiter dropped off the bill and my mom noticed that we had been billed for the fajitas for two platter suddenly the whining commenced she'd been tricked into overeating. She wasn't feeling well. Why couldn't the waiter just get the order right? Was I feeling okay after eating all that? I'd spent the entirety of my childhood dealing with the constant outrage and non-stop complaining. So I just took it in stride. I told her that I was fine. That I enjoyed my meal and that I was glad that we got the order for two. Because the order for one wouldn't have been enough. Well, that was beside the point. We were being overcharged and she was going to make it right. That's when the waiter came by and asked if everything was alright. She responded Responded by launching into the same tirade that I had been enduring for the past few minutes. I wanted to sink into my chair. I mostly kept my head down, unable to look the waiter in the eye, but the few side glances that I snuck his way indicated that he was at a loss. He alternated between enduring her rant and incredulously eyeing our clean plate after calmly explaining to her that he could not compensate us for our order when the platter was completely clean. She then demanded to see a manager. The manager came out and did the same song and dance as the waiter. After several minutes of histrionics and threats, the manager told her that the best he could do was 10% off that dish. By this time, my mom realized that this was as close as she was going to get for a win. So she just went ahead and took it. When the manager left, she was still fuming. She turned to me and said in Spanish, Can you believe that? Don't you think I was in the right? I replied honestly. I told her that no, she wasn't in the right. That I had also been under the impression that she was ordering the fajitas for two. And I reiterated that I enjoyed the meal as it was. That then transferred her fury right onto me. I was a pushover. I was unsupportive. I was manipulative. I was being spiteful. For the rest of my visit, I got the silent treatment, which was honestly a blessing in comparison to the alternative. From time to time, when my mom's feeling annoyed with me for one imagined offense or another, she brings up this incident as a reminder of my inadequacy, but it only reminds me of how crazy and entitled she truly is. Yeah, your mom definitely sounds like a piece of work. She very clearly order the fajitas for two and she just wanted to try and get a deal out of it and people who act like that honestly are just so intolerable to be around and worst of all she clearly was underfeeding you as a kid as well as just trying to get a deal out of every dinner opportunity that she could. I mean she made you order from the kids menu all the way up until you were 15 years old. I mean that's just obnoxious in my opinion but at least you know exactly where you stand with your mother she is very clearly entitled and you can know moving forward exactly who you're dealing with. Thanks for watching